Capitals players begin to show up in D.C. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in this episode of Locked On Capitals, it's a Caps Fan Friday We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about the Capitals' top prospects and Locked On NHL Prospects joins the show and they talk about who are the best prospects in the Capitals organization. But just to get it going here, Caps players have begun to show up in D.C., a true harbinger that the hockey season is on its way. And I'm excited as we record this, it is the... 22nd and the practices start in later the later part of September me as me as a Capitals fan I'm excited uh just to kind of put last season in the rearview mirror uh, honestly let's let's face it we did not get the season that we were looking for last year uh, we could say it was the myriad of injuries we could say it was Peter Laviolette we could say both are true but in any event it is a new season coming up a new coach some new players and I'm going to be drinking some optimistic Kool-Aid to start the season because the Capitals did not make out, you know, any big moves in the offseason. Uh, during free agency, they signed Max Pacioretty. They signed Joel Edmondson. Is that going to be enough? I guess time will only tell. And then whatever happens with players from Hershey that were due for their upgrade or their promotion, you take a look at Connor McMichael, Hendricks LaPierre, those kind of players. Are any of those players going to make a statement and crack the opening night roster. I guess it's it'll be, remain to be seen here, but it's exciting for me to think about, uh, just because you know we see this team that's older, the second oldest team roster wise in the NHL. The change is coming here at some point, and uh, we're starting to see it, and we're starting to see players show up in DC. It's time to get excited about Capitals hockey because it's coming next month. Capitals hockey is back. We're going to have some preseason games. We're going to have camp. It's going to be exciting. We're going to hear about all these, you know, we see, I mean, heard about all these different players that, you know, Connor McMichael is poised for better things. Protus is going to make the team. Malenstein, he's on the cusp of making it. Maybe Ivan Mirshnyshenko. And then to see how the other players gel. And ultimately, what does this Capitals team look like under the tutelage of Spencer Carberry. We know what they look like under Peter Laviolette. This is going to be something completely different. And for me, that's exciting. 
a head coach that has experience with his team. He was the head coach of the Stingrays. He was the head coach of the Hershey Bears. And now the head coach of the Washington Capitals. It's quite an exciting thing. He has rapport with the younger players. He ran the number two power play in all of the NHL last season. This guy has killed it at every rung up the ladder that he's climbed. And for me, that is what's exciting to see what he brings to the tank. Not to mention some assistance that he has brought along the way uh, that he has handpicked uh, um, with Brian McClellan, I'm sure. So this team is going to look different. I know a lot of the same pieces are still in play, but a different team nonetheless. I think that this team is going to surprise a lot of people. I think a lot of people have already written off the Capitals as a team that's old and, you know, it's all about a young man's game. There's still some players on this team that would love to prove a, a lot of people wrong. Alex Ovechkin, for example, he continues, despite his age, continues to, to knock down one milestone after the other. And what's his big milestone coming up here? Gretzky. I think he's going to do it. Probably not this next season. They're saying the 24-25 season. If he can stay healthy, that is going to be key. But excitement. So if we take a look at what players have already showed up in D.C., it's exciting. I like these guys with a good work ethic. They're already showing up way early. John Carlson and Darcy Kemper, along with Joe Snively, Alex Alexiev, and more are back in D.C. and appear to be uh, to kick off on Monday. This piece was in the hockey news. Uh, excitement for me to see these players show up. And again, it's, it's a good sign of a good work ethic when you're here when you don't have to be. And those are some marquee names that I just uh, rattled off there. You take a look at John Carlson, one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League, and Darcy Kemper, Stanley Cup winning Darcy Kemper, already here, ready to practice. These guys wouldn't have to. If you take a look at Joe Snively and Alex Alexiev, that makes sense. You know, these are guys that are hungry. They're looking for their opportunity. But these veterans on this team that wouldn't necessarily have to be right here, or, you know, in D.C. right now, that's exciting. Uh, that's leading by example. That is leadership qualities. Uh, you take a look at John Carlson, a leader. You take a look at Foucault, or excuse me, Darcy Kemper. They're leading by example, saying, hey, we're the older guys here, and we found a way to be here. We want to be ready. What is one of the things that Darcy Kemper said at the end of the season is, his one of the things that that, that uh, bothered him the most was he feels like he let the fans down. That the Capitals let the fans down. They had the record for the you know uh, most sold out games for the longest time. Um, and if you take a look at last season, I, I think that record was broken as there there were uh, th there was a break in that record. So uh, I think that you know to a certain extent, Capitals fans uh, expect this team to win on a year in in a year out basis. But sometimes they make mistakes and it happens and sometimes they have off years. That's an important thing to keep in perspective is the best teams in the world. You know, I'm not just talking the NHL. I'm talking MLB, NFL, whatever major sport you're talking about. Every team out there has a down season here or there. Uh, you take a look at baseball, the New York Rangers, a dynasty not too good this year. Uh, so it can happen. And also, if you even take a look at the NHL, you know, you take a, a look at a lot of the moves that are made. Sometimes a team can go from winning the Stanley Cup to not so good. The St. Louis Blues come to mind a, few, a handful of years ago. So sometimes 
it doesn't always go according to script. But if you take a look at the Capitals, like I've always talked about, if you're an everyday, you know what I'm talking about. It didn't necessarily go according to the script last year. But if you can look to the horizon, I think that uh, brighter days are ahead as uh, there are some young players that are poised uh, to do some big things. And uh, you know who I'm talking about. Ivan Mirishnishenko comes to mind. I think that he is going to you know, take this Capitals team by storm. He broke off his contract with the KHL. And everything that's being said out there is that he should be playing with the Hershey Bears at a minimum next year. But if he just really dominates in camp, I think there's a possibility he's on the Capitals to start the season. Might be a long shot, but uh, I said this before, and again, if you're an everyday, you know it. I do see Ivan Mirshnashenko on the big team, the Capitals, at some point next season. And uh, if he continues on his tra- um, trajectory, you take a look. He He's overcome obstacles left and right. Hodgkin's lymphoma, he knocked that out. He put all that weight on that he lost, and he is proving to everyone, he's proving to himself what kind of hockey player he is. And that is what I'm excited about is this next batch of hockey players. I love the Capitals players that are here. Don't get me wrong. I love Carlson and Oshie and Backstrom and all. I love them, but I'm excited about the future because you always kind of have to have your eyes on the future. Uh, And I'm ultimately, that's what I'm excited about is what is this team going to look like? after Ovechkin and that kind of thing. So that for me is exciting. All right, so coming up here, we are going to talk about the Caps top prospects, or I should say Locked On NHL prospects is going to talk about who are some of the premier prospects in the Capitals organization. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win it all this season because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets with every victory. So even if you're not that into the game you're watching, if you have a little bit of money on it, it makes watching the games that much more exciting. You can use your bonus bets on spreads player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow to Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. Training camp is next month and I've got you covered. So subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. Next up is the Washington Capitals. This is an organization that historically has not drafted particularly well from my perspective, but that completely changed in 2023. They added some really, really good pieces that really bumped them up our board in our rankings. Their pool is headlined by a fair few skilled wingers, guys like Andrew Crystal and Ryan Leonard and Ivan Murashnashenko. And if we're going down in depth, Alexander Suzdalov is also quite interesting. On the defensive side, while there aren't any slam dunk like top pairing potential pieces, there are a lot of guys that really solidify the, the potential depth, especially on the right side of defense. Guys like Cameron Allen and Vinny Iorio and Ryan Chesley 
are all dependable two-way defensemen that still have some kinks to work out in their games, but could be quite all of them project as a number four or number five piece. And to have three of those on the right side is quite a luxury that not many teams have. And while the left side of defense on, in their pool is a little bit weaker, I still think that there's enough skill in this pool to justify the 19th spot in our rankings. Of course, it is headlined by recent eighth overall selection, Ryan Leonard, who Capitals fans are going to adore. This is a player whose game is predicated on pure power, uh, tremendous goal scoring ability, surprising level of agility, underrated playmaking, and fair amount of grit and good defensive engagement. He is really well-rounded in a really high-end way. This is a player who could become a complimentary top-line power forward with time and will be able to learn a ton from guys like Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson in how to most effectively use his physicality to create advantages against NHL competition. And he's one of my favorite players in the 2023 draft. Every single time I went to scout him, I got giddy inside. He just brings me joy to watch play, and I think a lot of Capitals fans are going to agree with that once he hits the NHL. Uh, Ryan Leonard really can do so, so much on the ice, and he contributes in a far greater variety of ways than his two NTDP linemates did. Will Smith and Gabe Perot are both a lot more limited in how they are effective. Ryan Leonard, while yes, he is a power forward goal scorer, first and foremost, he is also a skilled playmaker and a strong handler. And he has had end-to-end rushes where he goes with a toe drag to get around the last defenseman. He's really shifty and intelligent and consistently gets to the right position at the right time. He's a very effective power play piece. And I think he fits Washington's plans and style perfectly. And I'm also really happy that they picked him eighth overall because it opened them up to taking a bigger risk in the second round with Andrew Crystal. Andrew Crystal embodies pure skill. He can do just about anything he wants with the puck on his stick, but he has yet to learn how to quite leverage that to be as effective as possible and as consistent as possible. Even against WHL competition, there were times where it looked like pond hockey with uh, with Andrew Crystal, where he's going around the offensive zone and uh, doing whatever he wants, but he's not really creating advantages. He's kind of just flashing a skill and being skillful for the sake of being skillful rather than being skillful in order to score. And that said, I really am a big believer in this player. I had him ranked top 15 for a reason. Uh, this is a Risk, for sure. They spent a high draft pick to get this asset, and there's a definite chance that he never touches the NHL. However, in the second round, I think this is more than worth the risk. Andrew Crystal could be a slam dunk first line offensive driver if he pans out. The defensive game is bad. It needs a ton of work. Uh, He's going to need to be insulated at five on five to not get shelled defensively. However, This is a player who could genuinely be a 100-point scorer in the future. There is that upside, and for that reason, he's one of the most fascinating case studies in the 2023 NHL draft, and I think Washington did tremendously well to add him where they did. Ivan Marashnashenko is another really good player who, while I think he got drafted a little bit higher than I would have been comfortable picking him last season, 
he fits Washington very, very well as well. He is so toolsy. He brings a lot of physicality and great goal scoring to the mix. He is a great handler. And it looks from my perspective that the Capitals are kind of pivoting their drafting strategy now in the past couple of years, where in the past they were going for pure physicality. They are now going for toolsy physicality, which in my view is a massive upgrade in terms of upside potential. Both Marasha Shanko and Ryan Leonard could be top six caliber power forwards, and those are exciting pieces to add to the mix. Uh, beyond those names, there's quite a few defensemen that I quite like in the Capitals pool. Uh, all three of them are, are right shots, which is a nice luxury. They're going to be able to flip one of them in the future if they feel the need to, considering all three of these players, in my mind, project as future number fours and number fives. And those are Cam Allen, recently picked way later than he should have gone. Uh, me and Hattie have gone on and on about that on this podcast. Uh, we really believe there's an overcorrection in his draft stock. Uh, and then also Vinny Iorio, who's already started to get a couple NHL minutes at the end of last season and looked decent enough and bring some good physicality to the mix and his, is a fairly strong breakout passer. And Ryan Chesley, who got drafted a lot later than I was expecting in 2022. And uh, I was, I, I thought there's a chance that he'd be a top 15 selection and he dropped all the way to the second round, which is where I had him ranked, but was not really where I had I expected him to go. Uh, he is a player who also brings a good amount of defensive solidity, uh, quite dependable in his own zone. He will consistently defend the slot and he can make a good first pass. And he has a very heavy shot in the offensive zone. Uh, all three of these players have a fair few similarities, uh, and I don't think the Cavs will be able to hold on to all three of them if they continue to progress well, but they are good assets to have. Beyond that, uh, I think Hendricks LaPierre is still an interesting, skilled player, but the more time passes, the more questions I have on his projectability. I think the skill and the playmaking are really exciting, but... The pace of execution is still a bit of a question mark in my eyes. And Alexander Suzdalov had a great season in Regina last year playing with uh, Connor Bedard and Tanner Howe. But I still have a couple questions on how he projects to the NHL level. However, his, his D-plus-1 season was a significant step forward, and he definitely deserves a mention in this prospect pool breakdown. Uh, but as a whole, I think the Capitals have a strong prospect pool that was really bolstered in 2023 with that high-end offensive talent. And yeah, it's it's a bit of a turning of the page now. I'm curious to see if the Caps continue with this strategy for the next couple drafts, if they if they continue to try, try to acquire draft picks and double down on this new approach of building a new core. It is exciting to see, and I think that there are far worse pieces to start off with when building a core than Ryan Leonard and Andrew Crystal. So the Capitals are quite solidly at 19th on our ranking of NHL prospect pools. All right, so coming up after the break, it is a Caps Fan Friday. And we'll talk to our special guest coming up straight ahead. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a Caps Fan Friday, and we talk to our special guest next. 
All right, it is a Capitals Fan Friday, and in today's episode, we have Justin Savakinas on the show. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. It's great to have you here. So the biggest move in the offseason for me as a Capitals fan was Tom Wilson signing the seven-year deal. Uh, I revere him as the next captain of this team once Ovi hangs up the skates about three years from now. What were your reactions when you first found out the cap signed Tom Wilson to a seven year deal? I was, I was pretty excited. I thought it was a great deal. Um, obviously the cap slowed down come COVID. So it kind of flattened out, but I looked on cap friendly. I like going to them. Uh, they're projecting the cap to start jumping again. And I think it's going to make that cap hit on Wilson's contract that much easier. And it, two, three years down the road, I think it's going to look like a steal. So were you confident the whole time that he was, uh, they were going to come to a new deal with uh, Wilson or did you buy into any of the chatter uh, from Stephen Wino, myself or anyone else out there that uh, he might get dealt out of Washington? I was starting to get nervous, obviously with a new coach coming in, you know, you're not sure what to expect and uh, the cap being what it was the last couple of years. But as the chatter started, I, kind of just was getting nervous on it yeah it was a bit nerve-wracking because then the thought is well now what uh tom wilson brings a lot to this team i mean some people outside dc they're like well he's just a goon he's a tough guy he's a guy that scores 20 plus goals and has that intimidation factor and great leadership uh so during a free agency uh, the big moves. I was hoping for something bigger out there. I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. And who they ended up picking up, the biggest ones were Max Pacioretty and Joel Edmondson. Max Pacioretty signed a $2 million deal, uh, another $2 million more with incentives. And Joel Edmondson, the Habs retained 50% of his salary. What were your reaction to the Capitals at free agency? I, I don't think they were bad moves, nor do I think they were good moves. Um, I don't think it moves the needle much. I think everyone around has gotten better. Um, I think those are type of moves. I might have been a little bit more excited um, maybe in a month. And they might not have even been there. But I don't know who was knocking at the door and trying to get them then. But I think it might take away from a young player's spot, as you always say. We want these this youth movement. Well, someone has to come out if you're going to put someone in. And, you know, we're looking at centers and we're loaded at centers. And I think that's a pretty strong point. And again, you said with McMichael, I would love to see him as a center. Um, but with these moves, I thought they were just okay moves. I, I think I wanted the three and a half million dollars in the back pocket going forward for another month and uh, seeing what the what the younger guys do as well, seeing who can make a push. So, yeah, then you hear about the other big names that are out there, Shifley. There's some other ones uh, that are uh, kind of still free agents that could potentially get picked up. Are, are there any players that you're kind of circling? Um, or what are your thoughts as the Capitals kind of head closer and closer to next season? I know it's only in August, but it's coming a lot closer than anyone thinks. Do you think Brian McClellan has something up his sleeve? Or do you think this is how we're going to roll into next season? I don't know. We're, we're at a point now where it kind of got quiet. Um, you're not hearing many rumors other than the Kuznets off, but even for that one, what's real, what isn't, what was said, what did wasn't said. Um, I kind of think there might be something brewing. 
maybe even with a defenseman, adding um, the defenseman in the trade, you now have one that could be dealt if the right deal comes along. Uh, it's tough. It really is with these young guys sitting, waiting, waiting their turn, waiting for their opportunity. And I, it's tough filling it with older veterans at this point. Yeah, because, I mean, you take a look at it before uh, was Joel Edmondson. I thought, well, this is finally going to be the year for Alex Alexiev. You know, I think he put in his work and uh, it still might be. I mean, we could just view Joel Edmondson as a depth piece at the end of the day. Uh, he is, uh, you know, a good defenseman. I mean, at least on paper, over six foot. Uh, over 200 pounds. So at least on paper, he looks good. And then as far as patch already goes, I mean, what young, what younger players coming out of the lineup so he can stay in, it's going to be interesting in camp. Uh, there is no doubt. Uh, you briefly mentioned there Evgeny Kuznetsov. And what we all have heard is that, you know, according to Russian media, he wanted out of D.C. Mm -hmm. And he said, I didn't really say that. That was just people trying to get clicks for their Instagram page. And then Mike Vogel, senior writer for Caps.com, said, no, nope, you did say that. And uh, he didn't really have a whole lot to say there. What do you think the Capitals should do with Evgeny Kuznetsov for the longest time? This team said we really need that strong second-line center. Uh, and I know that he kind of slid a little bit last year, but two years ago, he rounded out the top three in goals with Wilson and Ovechkin. What should the Capitals do with Evgeny Kuznetsov? So I looked back at it, you know, trying to figure out what went wrong. And I think he did very well with trots. I think he had that nice confident relationship with him um, when Trotz left and Reardon came in it kind of you know it was all right and then I think him and Labby just didn't get along and I think that caused some friction um, right now like I said we're pretty loaded and deep at center with Backy, Kuzi, Strom, Dowd, McMichael, Protest, Plays, Center and then Matthew Phillips you know he's a center as well um, I would like to actually see what Kuzi does under Carberry. I think the way he ran the Leafs is more of Kuzi's style, and he's going to let Kuzi be Kuzi, and that's what he's great at. And I think value-wise, at this time, if we make a trade, we're not going to get the value we should. Um, if I'm moving Kuzi, I'm maybe adding a prospect in one of the deeper sections or a draft pick you know, go after someone between 24 and 28 who could score goals. Because after Ovi leaves, it's that's going to leave a huge hole. But I think Kuzi actually might have a great bounce back year. I'm pretty excited to watch him under Carberry. So then we kind of take a look around here a little bit more on the team and the moves that were made. Uh, Peter Laviolette and the Capitals parted ways or vice versa, however you want to look at it. And in comes Spencer Carberry, a guy that who has a history with the team, was a coach for the Stingrays, the Bears, the po Providence Bruins, and ran the number two power play in all of the NHL last season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What was your initial assessment on them signing Spencer Carberry and what kind of coach uh, do you think he's going to be for this Capitals team? Yeah, I, I was very excited um, <clears throat> when I heard they were parting with um, Lavi that this was one of my first thoughts was, can we right the wrong of letting him go to be, to be in the NHL to begin with? Um, that relationship is going to be huge. 
And the one big thing about the NHL is the constant retread of some of the coaches. A lot of these coaches won't make it so they get another job because of what they've done. And I'm not saying that was Labby, but I think this team needed a younger, different voice. And from what I heard from Carberry's presser and everything, I think he's going to want to play fast. And you've said it before. It's not just speed, but it's playing your game. And if he could get those guys moving, I, you know, we're flirting with a wild card. Yeah, it's the one thing he does is he brings the intensity. Every picture, every still I see when I look up different pictures of him, the veins are sticking out of his head or out of his neck or he's grimacing. He's going to bring the intensity, that I know for sure. So let's take a look into your crystal ball, Justin, as we record this in August. If the Capitals go in as is right now, Patch Ready comes in in about November. We got Edmondson and say McMichael makes the team, but otherwise that's the team. No other big acquisitions. Where do the Capitals finish at the end of the season? I, I think you're kind of flirting with that wild card. I mean, so many teams got better. Uh, Carlson went to the Penguins. Uh, Orloff, which was hard to see going to Carolina. Um, I think New York is going to take a step back, but I think it's going to be flirting with a playoff spot. If, and this is a big if, health. We have a lot of older guys that are uh, – banged up a lot the last couple of years and if they can stay healthy I think we're we're pretty good wild card spot but it can go either way at this point yeah and that's a that's a tough thing and that's kind of what I was looking at is I'm like this team is a wild card team now there's a lot of things that could change Brian McClellan could do something like wow I didn't see that coming. You know, like when they signed Darcy Kemper, everyone thought that was a Hail Mary pass. But as it turned out, he he was able to pull it off. So I guess stranger things have happened. That is why I'm really looking forward uh, to camp coming up here and seeing who is that cream that rises uh, to the surface. Say, Justin, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Caps Fan Friday. If you would like, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and uh, how long have you been a Capitals fan, that kind of thing. Um, so currently I'm going to turn 32 in August. I've been a Caps fan since I was playing hockey in, um, high school. And right now I am in nursing school Mm. and working in an intensive care unit in Baltimore. Um, I work in Mercy Hospital and I'm going to be doing, uh, some work at University of Maryland Medical Center on their cardiac surgery ICU. Uh, so very excited for stuff like that. Well, that is exciting. Uh, my wife is a nurse as well, so I kind of know what that is. And uh, it's we need more people like that to get into the, the medical field. They are ultimately, at the end of the day, what's going to help everyone out. Uh, Justin, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked on Capitals, and I'll talk to you again next time. Thank you very much. All right. I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other GC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals. Nationals are still playing baseball. Locked On Commanders. Football is coming soon. And then Locked On Wizards. So no matter what major GC sport, Locked On has got you covered. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.